in a world looking for something to listen to. A group of friends rise to the challenge. It's Pop Samurai. What's going on, Pop Samurai fans? This is your host, Shalai Hoon, with hosts... John Harwood. And host... Pat. Thank you so much for joining here for another episode of No Games, No Life. the one, Your one-stop shop for fan friends sitting around a table talking about cool games from the table to the screen, guys. Uh, you can find us at PopSamurainetwork.com. Also on Facebook, uh, Instagram, and Twitter at PopSamuraiCast. And uh, if you guys got any questions, comments, uh, do send them over to popsamurainetwork at gmail.com. How's everybody been doing today? I'm good. I'm doing rad. All right. How's the gaming life? Everybody's doing doing lots of gaming? Yeah. Yeah, plenty of gaming right now. Cool. Well, let's start out with what you gaming. So, uh, Pat, let's start with you. What are you, what's new? What am I gaming? Dragon Ball Z, of course. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. I heard, that's I heard right. you're doing that one too, right? Yep. I have. I have picked it up. I have tried it out, and it's uh, pretty, pretty good. Pretty good. Have you played the story yet? I have not played the story oh. yet because I heard that's the weakest part. So. It's silly. It's actually, it, yeah. It gets really grindy, but it's fun. It's it's very tongue in cheek, you know. It's, it's silly, and there's a exclusive character, Android Twenty One, yeah. made just for the game. Yeah. So, so that's pretty cool. I mean. It's cool, I guess. I'm I'm more about like you know fighting with friends and stuff like that. So it's actually really good. It's well balanced. I found. Um, I think so. Yeah, yeah. And you know the animations, amazing. Uh, I think it looks pretty pretty close to what the game, I mean the anime looks like. So. Yeah, I haven't I haven't played it, but I've seen it, and it does look like it's beautiful. Very very yeah. similar to like the uh, the anime style, but it's like it's in three D. But like when no. it's like panned out, like it looks like two D. Yeah, it's really it, does, it does. It's it's really good, and like the combo system is not hard to jump into. Of course, if you really it's practice it, you yeah, know, it's it's really streamlined. So I think it's probably gonna be really big at like you know competitions, evos, maybe something like that. You know, yeah. so it's, it's probably it's well made. Uh, the developer behind it, you know, um, they they put a lot of thought into it. You know, it's not like it's not what it was. You know, like when we all we had was like Budokai Ten Ten Kaichi. You know, I like Tenkaichi. I like the the flying yeah. around. The concept of like the flying around kind of thing was good. The execution was a fighting that great. game that is over the shoulder. Yeah, basically. it was it was really weird, right? Yeah, it didn't really work too well, but like just it was an out there idea. It was it was a concept that wasn't yeah. was not was it's still not being made. Yeah. I mean, yeah, so really good. Uh, anything else? Uh, there's like YouTube videos that like will like compare like actual pages from the manga and it looks just like just like it like certain poses or certain attacks are like straight out of like the manga and it's like it's crazy how much you can tell the guys that made this game really love dragon ball z yeah yeah that's right I, I, the <clears throat> a lot of easter eggs a lot of the the cinematic finishes are really cool yeah it's like, yeah if you have like a certain person that like kills a certain person or something like that like it'll change cinematic a little bit i think it's like if you're trunks and you like and you kill Frieza, like he actually does, like how he killed Free Mecha Mecha Frieza in, like, in, you know, the anime, in the anime. Yeah. Oh, oh, or if you're playing uh, young uh, Team Gohan as he fights Cell, oh, yeah. he does the one arm blast from uh, from the Cell Games uh, yeah. arc. So it's it's a, re- it's a really cool concept. I, I really like it. So it's it's pretty cool. Yeah. I'm a little disappointed at the roster. I mean, I understand like how much work has to go into making these, but like I'm used to DBZ rosters with like you know 50 plus characters. Like every single character is pretty much. In it and like they've announced eight DOC characters and mm-hmm. I like the speculation of like who's gonna be added like who's who are they gonna put in 
like Master Roshi, to put in, I don't know who else. Some uh, of the androids, I think, are going to be coming. Well, um, like, 17 is already part of 18. And so, I don't know. That's, that's going to be weird. Oh, another Easter egg I saw for 18. Like, her her super, like, you team up with 17 and do, like, this combo. But sometimes she'll team up with Krillin with her husband. It was just no, kind of funny. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Getting a little sexy up in there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I've, I'm really like it. Like, I've been playing a lot of it. Um, the story is, like, breaks the fourth wall a little bit. You know, this is like this is like the first not explorer thing. It's like the first thing that happens, like you as the player, like you you like uh, how do you say, take control. Like your soul goes into Goku's body, and you take control of him. And then like you know, it's noticeable. Like and then you're like the reason that like people are able to fight for some reason. Like okay. because your soul is in Goku. Like there's these waves that are around that make everybody weak, but because you're in Goku, like you, Goku still has some power. Okay. And then you can only control one person right so that's kind of like they like have a story you know a story explanation behind why it's one person fighting because you can only you know you transfer your like there's even a little cinematic where you transfer your soul to krillin and then like so that's how the fights go down like when you're switching out characters it's like really you transferring the souls to your characters which is really funny (laughs) okay it's a silly story that's you know to be expected i guess (laughs) so did you guys grow up with dragon ball z uh, I did. I did. Uh, okay. Tsunami. I, 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 like, watched, like, a few episodes. I was into it for, like, a little while, but I was oh. never into it, like, hugely, like, a lot of people were, I think. Oh, man. Yeah. I owned, like, pretty much all the Dragon Ball Z games, like, since Budokai. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, <clears throat> me as well. And I, I uh, was pretty into the the, the Z arc. Um, I, I caught a lot of the, the original Dragon Ball. Yeah. I was not in the GT, um, so I, I didn't catch up with that. My... Playing this game actually made me kind of want to watch Super, so I did watch a few episodes, <laughs> really? so I've been kind of going through it a little bit. So, um, yeah, I, I grew up on it, and so that's what kind of, you know, the the new style, new system, and uh, the developers behind it, like, really kind of pushed it forward as, like, big fans of it. So mm-hmm. it really, you know, made me want to go out there and get it, so I did. So uh, it's 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 a great game. I, I all in all, you know, if I had to score it right now with what I I haven't played the story, but uh, the system and the gameplay is 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 top notch. So I, I'd give it like a eight point five, you know, right now. Uh, Pat, what about you? I give it a nine. It's nine, just just, nine? just so much fun playing. Cool, cool. I'm, I'm gonna give it a question mark. I haven't, I haven't played it. <laughs> That's yet. fine. That's fine. Uh, John, we get some time after this. After this <laughs> podcast, John, what do you play? Uh well, I've been playing uh, Breath of the Wild a lot, uh, <laughs> but yesterday I played uh, Smash Four a little bit. So, Ooh, no, okay. nothing new, but, yeah, just that's what I've been up to. Mm, mm. I just recently downloaded uh, <clears throat> a new game called uh, Celeste. Oh, um, I heard about that one. That's the one that looks like Towerfall, right? Yes, it's from the developers of Towerfall. Oh, okay. So, yes, uh, I have not played it yet. Mm-hmm. I, I just recently downloaded it, so look forward to my uh, opinions on it for next week, but it's been getting really high reviews. So, what, um, what kind of, what genre of game is it exactly? It's like a platformer. Okay, um, but is it like a roguelike? Is it like, like wait, what is it? Is that the one where you're like capturing strawberries? Or I'm thinking of a different one. I think so. Is there a strawberry in the... I believe so. Okay. I'm not 100% sure. Okay, but, uh, I heard about this it's one. About, it, the story behind it is you're climbing this mountain. So uh, I mean, yeah. yeah, yeah. So I, I, I want to say that it's like maybe Metroidvania. Again, I have to get into it. I haven't, okay. I haven't touched it yet. So, But I, I heard lots of really good things about it. And it's probably the one of the games out there that's like... 
scratching at my curiosity right now. Right, so right. Uh, I haven't touched it yet, but yeah, uh, for sure, I will get into it as soon as I can. So uh, all in all, good. Uh, so nothing new, nothing else new for everybody? No, not oh. really. Uh, Dude, I've heard about this game, actually. This game apparently gets, like, the secrets. Like, mm-hmm. to get the secrets, it's, like, crazy platforming. Like, insane, like, double jump combos or wall riding, wall hopping combos that are, like, just hmm. insane. Yeah, yeah, I, I, this one looks really interesting. Um, hmm. I've been playing more Kingdom Hearts, too. You know, I'm, I'm, you? I'm, doing, I'm doing the whole... Okay, the all whole, right. Uh, well, where are you? I'm still at one. I'm still in one. And, God, the control sucked. I, like, I'm, like, looking back, I'm like, how did I play this? I hate the camera in one. I remember it getting better in two and all the other ones. So, you know, I'll power through it, but, like... It's kind of, it's literally, it's really annoying. Like, sometimes I'm, I'm hitting something, and, like, the camera won't follow me. Like, I'm hitting, like, towards the camera. I can't even see what I'm hitting. It's just bad. But it's, uh, it's still fun, right. though. I mean, it's an old game. It's an old game, of course, you know. Once you, get into, once you get into age. 2, it gets a little bit more streamlined, and hopefully... Yeah. And the comic gets way better. Once yeah. 3 uh, comes out, it gets a little bit better from there. So we'll oh, see yeah. what happens. Yeah, I'm just, yeah, it's, I'm having fun. It's... A little, like, nostalgia trip for me. Nice. Nice. Very good. Very good. Um, well, uh, if that's all with what's gaming, so let's move on to what's news, guys. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about what's going on in the world. Um, new games that released recently. Celeste. Uh, again, high reviews. But also, the other game that released was Monster Hunter World. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Yes. I heard about that. I, I just cool. saw some streams of it, that, but, yeah, it looks really cool. That shit's on fire right now, guys, so uh, if you're not playing it, you guys got to get out there. Uh, right now, uh, Monster Hunter World, uh, just from a couple days ago, three days since launch, uh, Capcom has shipped over 5 million copies of wow. Monster Hunter World. So, um, big ups to them. Are you guys interested at all in going into it at all? Uh, my friends tried to get me into it once, but I don't know. To me, they, they always compared it to Dark Souls. Yeah. And it's like, I love Dark Souls. Like, I kind of want to give it a shot. Yeah, but it doesn't have, I feel like it doesn't have the like exploratory elements that Dark Souls has. Or like the story. Mm. Like, mm. Yeah. Dark Souls has more, I feel like it has more atmosphere. This one's more like a kill that big monster, you yeah. know, kill that yeah. big dragon or whatever. Okay. Um, it looks beautiful. Like I, it, the it streams looks really good. Insane. Um, I don't know if I, I and it's, it's, so. I've always wanted to try a Monster Hunter game. They look mm-hmm. cool to me, <clears throat> but like the idea of like it's just a kind of like a loot grind. Yeah, thing, right. I was like, is that what I really want right now? I mean, I I think it's a game that I would enjoy playing. It's just like, do I want that right now or do I want a story? Right. You know. Right. I think right now I want a more of like a solid story. You know, than like a loot grind, grindy kind of type of game. So that's why I went with Celeste. Um, pla- good, good platforming as from, from what I heard, and a decent story. So I'm okay. going with that. But who knows? Maybe, I, maybe all of a sudden I'll get convinced. It's like, all right, I'll get Monster Hunter World, and like <laughs> I'll, get, I'll lose hundreds of hours into it. You know, so all these games are just you know like are just so long. Like I feel like Monster Hunter World is one of those games that are you know also like. 80-hour, 100-hour games. Well, I mean, probably a lot more than that. There's <laughs> not, not enough hours in the day, man. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's a lot of games out there, guys. If you, I mean, we could, we, if we wanted to, we could probably go with, like, a podcast all about, you know, games that people aren't playing. And, like, <laughs> right? Because people would just, like, <laughs> what is this game they're talking about? Because, like, literally you could do that, you know? Right. So, you know, it happens. Um, other piece of news that's going on right now, uh, there's a rumor going around right now that Microsoft is shopping around to invest more into its gaming, 
you know, try to solidify more like uh, first party companies. Games? Companies. Oh, yeah. Um, and the rumor is right now they've kind of gone around and thought about, you know, maybe, and these are all rumors, guys. Nothing okay. solidified right now, but like one of the big names that was dropped out there is that maybe they were looking at to, you know, purchasing. You know the people who the company behind PUBG. You know that was uh, one. That was a blue um, world, or I forget their name yeah, right now. Yeah. I'm sorry. Uh, another one was possibly um, EA. You know the actual company. <sighs> no of EA. way, really? Uh, EA is uh, pretty big, though. I don't think. Opinions, guys. What do we think? If they were actually per- if they were actually to purchase EA. No, I don't think so. EA has too much in actual like. If they buy EA, would all EA games only be like on the Xbox? I don't know. I don't think EA would want that. EA is way too like money. Too much money's coming in for them from the PS4 and the Switch stuff. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, that would be quite a per, uh, quite a purchase. Again, it's a rumor. It's a rumor. Oh, so right. take it with a big ass grain of salt right, right now. So damn, like that's. They'll be like, I think the government has to step in, like antitrust. Like this is too big of a company, of a game company. <laughs> it's too big. It's yeah. too big. Listen, guys, you see that burger right there? You can't have that fucking burger. That's too motherfucking big for you. Get yourself a fucking junior whopper right now. But I mean, if Microsoft is kind of in a situation where they're kind of desperate, because like Sony is kicking their ass in terms of first party games. Yeah. So if Microsoft really is kind of desperate, I could see them kind of maybe trying to pull this move off. Um, it, it'd be a, it'd be a really risky move, but yes, if they decided to go with it, like, <clears throat> like because they would have to invest so much into it, yeah, and, right. And think about how many properties that means that Microsoft would have done. They would have like Mass Effect, Mass Effect, Star Wars, uh, the Star Wars oh, games. Yeah. It have like uh, all the like the Sim, Sim games. Yeah, Sim uh, games. Is that Battlefront? Yes, yeah, Battlefront. Yeah, all the Battlefront um, games. I think what uh, Sims. Yeah, God. Battlefield, I think they would have. Yeah, yeah Battlefield, that's what I meant. Battlefield. Yeah. I don't know what else. They have a, a bunch of like um, other like smaller things, too, that are just Assassin's like, Creed? Or was that Activision? No, that's, that's Ubisoft. That's Ubisoft. Um, yeah, so, I mean, but they, these are giant games. I mean, Battlefield alone. Yeah. Like, in Mass Effect. I mean... Dragon Age... Oh, oh, yeah. oh all the sports games. All the oh, sports oh, games. Yeah. That's right. FIFA, Madden. Honestly, I think that's just like too big a purchase for Microsoft. Like I think I know that like that Microsoft uh big buyout was like a big thing for them. I think like the EA one would be like way even bigger than the Minecraft one. So mm-hmm. So yeah, I don't I don't think it's super likely, but yeah, that'd be really crazy if they did. It it would be really crazy. This would this would be like the alternate timeline where like <laughs> I don't again like the Nazis one or something. Again, not not that bad guys, but I mean like seriously, it would be like one of those things where it's like, whoa, someone's holding all the cards right, right now for right. you know what they want to do. So Titanfall, Titanfall. These are a lot of games that Dead are like space. Yeah, there are a lot of games well, that are. I think although Dead Space is kind of dead is, at this point. Yeah, uh, pun intended. Huh. Yeah. EA didn't really have a good year. I mean. What was it they had the the battlefront has was a big old yeah I think another company that they were shopping around for or looking at was oh. valve as well no which... way like steam wait no Val... no way mean, again again these are just rumors <laughs> of who they talked to you right. know? And again this nothing's it, solidified it, yet it also might not be that they're buying them it might just be like maybe they're they're doing like a partnership or something okay. like that like, it doesn't necessarily have to be that they're buying them out. Because okay. I don't think yeah. Microsoft is going to drop that much money to buy all of EA or Valve yeah. or something that big. 
Valve doesn't really make games anymore, really. I mean, they yeah. just they just do their Dota and their uh, Counter Strike. Mm. And it's like they could be also just buy the properties as well. Like they don't have to buy the whole company. Like if they wanted to buy just Mass Effect, because maybe Mass Effect isn't doing so well at this yeah. point. Is, it, is, is Mass Effect doing well at this point? No. You know, there were like Andromeda, a bunch of games that came out. So Andromeda, Andromeda, Andromeda was a bad Andromeda hit. So it, while people, some people enjoyed it, it didn't hit as much as like the original trilogy. Right. It right. was a glitchy mess. And I think they even like canceled all the DLC for it. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, so the, yeah, it was kind of a they killed Mass Effect, how man. not to release the game, <laughs> right? Yeah, you know, so okay. S- same thing with the the Star Wars one. Like when those the microtransactions came out, people were really bad mad about that. So okay, okay. I mean, it's it's again in an alternate timeline. If they were to like, it'd be a pretty massive hit to like yeah. some of the gaming culture because like a lot of games are released everywhere. Then again, doesn't mean that they wouldn't like they bought uh the Minecraft people and Minecraft is still on everything. You yeah. Know? So just saying, but I mean like that'd be a big chunk of change in their pocket if they could invest that much and all the stuff they would get back from it. So it, it would be cool because I think for Microsoft, if you want to buy their games, you need to go to the Microsoft store mm. and then you can't really go through steam for some other games. And I feel like if they get valve, it could be like, you know, a nice merging of that, you know, mm. get halo on steam or something. That'd be cool. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, next piece of news, uh, let's see here. Oh, I, I got one. I'm sorry, um, go Anthem has been delayed. And it, yeah, yeah. I, was about, I was just about to say it. Yeah. An- <laughs> Anthem was, was delayed by EA. Um, to 2019. To 2019, along with the announcement of Battlefield, another Battlefield coming this fall. Okay. Um, surprises, guys, on this? I think Anthem, I feel like maybe that's a response to the 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 pushback for Battlefront. Mm-hmm. Like, the, all the microtransactions that people were mad mm-hmm. about, maybe, like, Anthem had a lot of that in it, and oh. people were like, oh, we gotta we gotta rewrite some of the stuff we're doing for this. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> so that's, you know. Um, what about Battlefield? Is anybody a big Battlefield fan here? Not me, particularly. Nah. I, I, I used to be big into Call of Duty, like, when... For Modern Warfare. It's like the opposite of Battlefield. Black, okay. Well, it's kind of... They're, they're, they've been similar. They've been kind of like converging. Oh, man, and, you're about to get so much hate. <laughs> <laughs> they are. They, whenever someone thinks of the comp, the competitor to Call of Duty, it's, it's Battlefield. Hmm. But uh, I never really... I, I like the whole, like, you know, you get in all the planes and all the and the tanks and the boats and everything, but I haven't really played too much of them. All right. Okay. All right. All right. Um... Besides that, uh, no, there's much else that I really want to get into besides our main topics. A um, couple little fun topics, a little speed round here. Um, the, again, if, if there was a little, little talk about John Cena becoming Duke Nukem for the, 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 <laughs> the Duke Nukem uh, movie, the movie? Uh, are we uh, yay or nay on that? <laughs> Wait, there's going to be a Duke Nukem movie? I mean, they're they're looking they're at shopping it. it around, they're shopping it around. They're shopping it around, man. You could okay. always shop something around. I mean, why not? There was an emoji movie, dude. I mean, there's some, <laughs> something will happen. I guess, but it's like, is the idea is that like there's going to be a movie and then it's going to cross brand with another game or it's like other I, I'm I'm as far as I know, Duke Nukem has been dead like for a long ass time. Yeah, they came out with that one game and it just. It was not good. Yeah, it bombed. It yeah. bombed pretty fucking hard. But actually. so it would be a nice little revival. Maybe if the movie comes out and it's good, and do a game based on the movie, based on the game. Yeah, um, I guess. I mean, I'm not a big fan of John Cena, but I mean, like, I don't know who else you would get for Duke. The face is just 
It's just spot on. This, this is square face. <laughs> yeah. He does have a good face for it. <laughs> yeah, he does have a good face for it. <laughs> um, let's see. Yeah, I think that's about it. Uh, so let's go on to a couple topics that we got for this week. Uh, I want to move back to the table. Away mm-hmm. from the, some of the video game news, um, this week's uh, topic is uh, improving during uh, role play sessions uh, like D anD D that we're in. Um, whether it be just improving player character or improving as a DM, um, coming off the dome piece, guys, that's what I'm looking for. Um, recently, again, uh, we're all in a session, right? Uh, John's our DM. Yeah. Uh, me and Pat are players, but uh, John's also a player in like two other campaigns that's going on. This is true. Um, opinions on, you know, how do you guys um, deal with like coming up with stuff just like off the dome piece, <laughs> you know, improving during a session? Um, John, let's start with you. I mean, you got both perspectives well, on it. Yeah. So, um, last week was a funny little thing because... Oh, yeah, yeah, I should probably tell that. Okay, so last week, our our session, I forgot pretty much all of my, like, prep materials Mm -hmm. and uh, a whole lot of my resources as well. So I basically had no plan for what last week's uh, session was going to be. It was all improv. uh, I basically wound up coming up with uh, this sort of encounter where they, uh, some of the party wanders into a cave and then they fight these, like, water hags or something like that. And uh, it, it turned out the the encounter lasted for like four hours. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. It was like a really really long time. Uh, it was fun. It was fun. Though. Yeah, yeah. It, it, I'm glad you guys had a good time because I think in some other context, like it would have been like awful, like just to like, <laughs> be stuck in this like encounter that you know you don't want to be in for like it was four a, hours. It was, for us on the side of like players during that whole like scene scenario. Um, we saw it from two of our, two of our characters having like a little side quest. We thought it was going to be like a little short thing. Turned into a long thing where we're like, oh, wait, 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 maybe we should go look for those guys. And literally, I don't think anybody had any inkling of this being, um, a total like last minute, just like, you know what? I'm just going to throw something together right now and improv a nice scenario yeah. for them right now. I don't think anybody had thought that you didn't plan this out. Right. Um, one, like... How do you feel about accomplishing that? There was like no no one got any inkling of this was made up. I mean, I'm really just relieved that you guys <laughs> liked it. Like, <laughs> like I think it's it's one thing when you're like when you have the uh, sort of strategy of like oh I'm just gonna show up for the session and I'm gonna improv uh, something because normally when you have that you like sort of like start brainstorming ideas in your head like even if you're not writing anything down before the session starts. But it was literally last time it was literally like I arrived. Well, I guess I didn't arrive. We, like, get, went to the table, and I was like, oh, crap, I don't have anything. Uh, I guess I've just got to make something up. Uh, and that's, like, when you <laughs> kind of, like, start to panic. And it's like, oh, well, i got to come up with something. Uh, and so I started off with, uh, I literally just, like, flipped through the monster manual and, like, found a monster. <laughs> and was like, oh, you know what, I'll base, just base the entire thing off this. And, uh... Yep, random encounter, guys. Right, yeah. That's what happened. And we thought, literally, like, this was all planned. Like, yeah. it, it, it didn't... Did it, it didn't it didn't come off at any point like is he just making this up along the way what the <laughs> like yeah. like just the way that you had laid out like you you just like the uh the creation of like the layout of the battlefield yeah. right the, was that just off the dome piece too yeah or, I, right? I was like I think I described the battle the, the sort of battlefield as being bean shaped 
uh, I don't know. I just chose like a random shape that would be interesting. <laughs> like it could have been a star shaped uh, <laughs> uh, arena. It could have been a, you know, a circular or like oblong shaped arena, but I decided to go with the bean because I thought that would be, I don't know, interesting. Nice. Mm. Uh, and I also, because uh, they wind up fighting uh, water hags, I decided to put like this like wa- this like big like sort of watery section like right in the middle of the bean. It sort of separates the two ends of the bean, uh, and then one of the, uh, two of the party members were on one side, and then the rest of the party was on the other. And they sort of had to like do this battle, sort of like split from each other. Uh, so, I mean, I don't. Know, I guess I didn't really like super intend that to happen. It kind of like, just happened. Yeah, it kind of just happened. Like it just kind of worked out like that. Yeah, and so like for for you as the person behind the scenes. Who just like knows that like oh man we don't have all the parts for today's session let's just let's just stick some stuff together right now and hopefully it holds um like behind the scenes were you like kind of panicking or were you kind of just like you know what i'm gonna try and like make this come out like in the beginning i was panicking a little bit just because i like was like that was when i picked up the monster manual and started like flipping through it uh looking for something uh but then eventually like i sort of like came up with the idea that the Adventures are following this light, and then they sort of get split up. But then I was panicking again, because you don't want to split the party. Uh, and so then I basically had them encounter the water hags, and then everybody else in the party came in through a separate entrance at the other end of the mm-hmm. bean cave. Uh, yeah. Nice, nice. Now, as the DM, or as, as a DM in <coughs> multiple campaigns you've done so far, I mean, mm-hmm. like, have you had to come up with a random encounter like this often oh I, I mean i've done i've done campaigns where it's pretty much just all improv like for the most part like i just show up to the table i've sort of like brainstormed a few ideas but then like you know it, everything is kind of just like off the dome for the most part uh but this is like the first time in this campaign where i've had to like completely improv something from scratch nice uh Very cool yeah now uh looking at it from a player character uh perspective uh pat like for you um you're new to it right yeah. uh how long have you been into it like now it's, like it's been like four, four weeks, weeks now this, your, so, yeah. this will be like your fourth week into yeah. it. um one are you still enjoying it yeah yeah still tons uh, of fun being a new player to it how are you finding the whole role play and improving your character right because like literally you create a character from scratch and it's like this is i guess is what he's gonna be and then how do you <laughs> kind of like go off i mean how is it reacting with him and not just you as pat yeah I, I get, you know i try to put my mindset into like the guy and how he would react and for the most part i kind of like kind of like the dice roll and then like that will kind of like you know i'm gonna say like if i want to try and do something just you know by the dice roll i'll see how like how my guy would kind of react i don't know, I don't know it's kind of hard to explain but mm-hmm. you know you know what I'm saying, John? Like you just like you throw the bones and you look at the bones yeah. and you think, oh, you know what? That means yeah. that he's gonna do this. Yeah, kinda like that. <laughs> okay. Like okay. it doesn't even matter like how high it is or how low it is. Yeah. You just kinda like you need something to look at so you can make a decision. Yeah, and then that's jumping, like jumping off point. Yeah. Yeah, and then I think that helps me out. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. I mean for me, what like uh recently my character, I've been trying to really focus on um what his what I had uh, came up for his backstory, mm-hmm. right? And basing his decisions and the way he reacts to things off of his, like, little backstory that I had made off of him. And, you know, um, there have been, like, some moments where he's really... My character uh, is really 
you know, affected by something or there'll be moments where he's really kind of just like nonchalant, just kind of going along with things because it doesn't bother him as much as certain things do. Um, and that's where I focus on like, okay, this is what I'm going to focus on. Right. It's not about luck, but how my character react based on the little amount of like living experience he's had in my mind, you know, how I came up with them. So like in my mind, he's a living, breathing character who had all this stuff and I, I'm constantly like swirling around what my base story had been mm-hmm. and jumping off of that what it what it could mean for my character moving forward you know so that's where all my improv for this character comes off of you know uh, you know going with that now for you John you're playing how many characters right now player characters you playing right now uh two I've got a paladin with my high school friends and I have a warlock with my uh, friends from work. So. so you're juggling multiple characters in your mind, along with also running like uh, NPCs throughout the game. Yeah. How, how do you find like differentiating your characters and improving those characters? Usually, what I do is uh, well, so for for player characters, it's always like I I kind of do what like you kind of do, where it's like uh, you like kind of come up with like with a, like a backstory, and you kind of just like base the whole character sort of off that backstory. Uh, but with NPCs, it's like I don't have like you know I don't have the time to like give detailed backstories to everybody, and especially if like I'm just like making that character up like in the moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, so a lot of times I'll just like be like, oh, you know what, this guy he's got a New Zealand accent. Uh, that's his thing. He's got <laughs> he, he's from a place where he's got a New Zealand accent. Even Ch- though... Ch- Chimaru, welcome, <laughs> welcome, travelers. John, that John, was, that was good possibly accent. the worst New Zealand accent. <laughs> I'm sorry, I nailed heard. it. In my mind, I think I nailed it, guys. That's what happened. I want everybody to email me right now at popsamrenetwork.com yeah. and said, Jelani, you nailed it. <laughs> For the record, John has great accents as a do you? DM. Yeah, he, he, you yeah. do have great accents. Oh, thank I you. Will say that. I do. I work on them, so occasionally. And he so. looks in the mirror all day. He's like, <laughs> this is good. Chip Chipperoo. This is yeah. New Zealand. <laughs> yeah, but so I so you base your so you're juggling your player characters that you have two of them, one paladin, one uh, I'm sorry, a, a paladin and a, a pal- warlock. A warlock. I'm sorry. Yeah, and so. You have two they're contrasting... Pretty, yeah, they're pretty on the other end of the spectrum. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're on the <laughs> almost exact opposite of the spectrum for, for classes here. Um, improving is do you find it easier to have improv these two different characters because they are on the, on the opposite end of the spectrum? Uh, no, I don't really think of it like that. Uh, okay, so there's kind of a funny story about these two characters I'm playing right now in that they <laughs> used to be the same character... Uh, because, uh, a, a ba- this was back, like, during, like, my fourth edition days, okay. uh, when I was just doing a game with my high school friends. Uh, I basically, I come up with, like, this rogue character, and that was the character I was playing at the time. Uh, but I was like, you know, as you do, you kind of just, like, make, I, I, I was super interested in d and I wasn't really getting enough of it in my system, so I was, like, making characters, like, on the side and stuff. And, like, the third character that I ever made was a warlock. Uh, and the whole premise for the character is she's going to be, like, this hot, like, slutty tiefling lady who, like, goes around and has sex with people. Okay. Uh, by the way, I'm one of those freakazoids that likes to play, like, female characters. So both both of my, like, current characters are female, so. Sweet. I mean, I'm sure you're, nobody's going to judge. Uh, I, and if you no, do, you know, no, I don't no care. One judge. But no one judges. Yeah. This is a, this is a judge-free zone. Judgment-free. Judgment-free zone. Yeah. It's okay. 
I mean, we were talk. I mean, we talked about Kingdom Hearts and love of like you know other things as well. We had a whole podcast about Doki Doki. So I mean, there's no <laughs> yeah. judgment in this in this right, podcast right. at all. Judgment guys. free zone. Yeah. yeah. So, but yeah, but uh, yeah. She, she. I don't remember what her name was, but she was like a slutty tiefling lady or something <laughs> like that. Uh, and eventually, uh, I, we, I think me and my friends, I, or I think I was DMing at the time that fourth edition campaign. Eventually, we switched it for the fifth edition, and I think I started DMing for real. Uh, but then eventually I kind of got tired of DMing and, I, DMing and I passed it over to my friend. Uh, and at that point I, I created a player character. Okay. And so I went back to that sort of original concept of like a slutty warlock, uh, tiefling lady. And uh, I was like, okay, well maybe I'll, I, I don't, I might not, I'm not going to play a warlock. I think a paladin sounds pretty good. But so I'll a still, slutty paladin. But I'm going to take the slutty quality <laughs> and, and put it onto the paladin. Hey nice. there, you want some healing? How about yeah. some sexual healing? <laughs> that is, that, that was basically the premise of the character. Nice. Yeah. And Very also nice. instead of a tiefling, it was an ASMR, which is basically like the same premise as a tiefling where it's like a half uh, angel instead of like a half devil kind of oh. thing. So... Yeah, so basically she's like a half angel, slutty love paladin nice. kind of thing. She she prays to Soon, the goddess of love, and yeah, I have a lot. I had a lot of fun uh, playing her, especially in the beginning. Where like I feel the thing is, I feel like the party I'm with right now, they're not really. Uh, they're kind of uncomfortable with me like, like having sex like so openly like in the campaign, and so I I kind of like slowed down all down all that. But she's learning. Yeah, you know she she real she she got uh, approached by one of those people who's like put a promise ring on it. You know you don't have to have it all the time. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, she 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 has like a valley girl accent. That was kind of like a part two, a part of it too. That she talked like, Damn. hey guys, like how's it going? Oh, that was a bad one. Oh but, man, yeah. I mean, I am like for me when I improv, uh, my mic. I mean, the character I'm playing is his name is uh, uh, Zyman, uh-huh. um, and he has this stage alter ego Elphis because he's a bard, um, and I came up with this kind of weirdo, like when he talks to people in the Simon persona, he he's like a normal person, but then when he acts like he's Elphis, he kind of goes into like a very I don't know, like a poshy kind of character. I tried. Really, to I actually didn't notice that. Well, again, when he'll talk to people, like he'll the way uh, my, my voice gets a little bit higher. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I'll be like, oh, well, Helen, well met, friends. How are we doing? <laughs> That's right. I'm Memphis. Yeah. You see me on the stage shows all over the place. Like he becomes very poshy. Right. And, um, yeah, I, I kind of noticed it. <laughs> but then, like when I get serious, or I am just like my regular traveler, you know, from far away. Um, I'm just like popping my water skin open, drinking, and uh, you know, just being a chillax, kind of like going with the right. type of guy who you know cares about certain things and not. And that's where I base it around. I was like, okay, he's gonna have like two different personas, but it's really kind of just like he acts. I mean, he's he's he like in his mind, he's like, oh, I'm an actor as well. Right. So I have this kind of like actor stage presence but really it's just him doing a higher voice right, which right. is more which says more about me and my voices as already you you folks out there have already learned that i can nail many voices so far <laughs> but yeah that, i mean that's where i base it around that like okay stage name stage stage presence and then regular guy on the side you know um and i just base it was like so now i'll just be me you know so i don't have to act so much into it but then when i improv his like discussions with people and 
they are people in power or something like that. I need to convince them of some things. I'll go into my actor mode, right? right. As, as I like to uh, call it out in the campaign, and that's something I base it around for me. Um, Pat, for you, when you created your character, um, very he's a, I mean, your character's a ranger, yeah, right? But he's also a very nature yeah, person, nature-y. he's almost druidic, yeah, a little bit. Um, did you did you base like his personality around that as well? Yeah, or? I did. Yeah, uh, around him and then him and the furbog or what's furbo? Furbo, yeah, like yeah, like because of I like I read up on the on the race and how mm-hmm. the, you know what, what where they come from. I was like, hmm, I'm gonna try and make it more you know to fit that fit that furbog type, and I just wanted a ranger. I just like bows. Yeah, <laughs> like, like like literally, your character comes off as like this kind of crunchy type of like you know i'm one with yeah. nature yeah yeah, yeah. You, you did that thing i think a couple of sessions ago where like i think you were trying to uh you're trying to like <laughs> take the seeds from this like health potion plant and like uh-huh. like take them and then like farm them and then yeah. you were like no no you yeah. you, you want to give them back to the earth yeah and i thought that was a really good touch actually yeah and i was like, like oh this is this is cool, and I'm gonna see what I can get away with here. So I, I decided that I tried to do sleight of hand, where I was like, "Oh, here, plant them here," because I failed. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it's it, I like that our our characters. Well, I mean, when we're in the in the D session, for people who don't play it um, regularly or ever, you know, again, some people might think it's like, "Oh, it's just people reading off a book or rolling dice." It's really more about like. Um, community storytelling, yeah. right? Like uh, every character, I mean, has their quirks, has their their you know backstories, but it's really about the group and their trials and tribulations. And like for people who think it's like, oh, it's the DM's job to like TPK, you know, total, total party kill, you know, it's like <laughs> right. n- no, if if the DM is is really invested into you know creating a story along with the group that's what it is you know so basically D or any type of role-playing game is essentially cooperative storytelling you know it's all improv yeah you know? and so it, it, that's where it becomes kind of not not just the dm story or not just you know one person's journey it's like the whole group creating this whole epic story uh about this like um haphazard group of like you know, lone individuals that came together and did something cool, you know, yeah. like, and you know, some campaigns could be like, let's go find that magical apple or something like right. that. Or it could be like, let's stop the dragon. You know, it doesn't matter what it is. As long as the journey there was, you know, created Storm by, you know, it's improv and it's created together. And yeah, right. that's what it's about. So, I mean, if anybody's out there interested in playing, you know, tabletop or role-playing games like by all means don't be afraid about it you know ask around go to your local gaming shop or comic shop i'm sure there'll be some some sort of like flyer or someone who can tell you point you in the right direction because you know we need more players out there you know more people who are willing to do cool stuff amen brother that's right that's right uh moving on to the second topic back to the screen back to the video games uh Mm -hmm. i want to talk about top or favorite video game villains? Um, if, you know, again, I know you guys probably sat on us for a little bit, stewed on it. I know Pat's having a little trouble, a yeah. little memory block on it. Yeah. Uh, I'll start off with one. Sure. I mean, we can keep, we can do round, round robin. We'll just keep going through list of stuff but, and have a discussion about it. But the uh, one of my favorite video game villains is uh, actually 
Kafka from video games, uh, oh, Final, Final Fantasy VI. Yeah. He was the jester, court jester that like was almost Joker esque, uh-huh. right? Uh, and in his his conquering of the game, um, he poisoned a village uh, just to do it. Uh, he destroyed a world and, point, and appointed himself God. Yeah, like he won like a world. Right? Like in, uh, not, yeah. not won, but like he pretty much got his plan. Yeah, he, he pretty much like destroyed the world. Destroyed the world. <laughs> yeah. and Which like, Final Fantasy six, is? Six, six, six. Okay, it's, so that's the one that. What other characters in that one? Uh, there, I've Tara? never played a Final Fantasy in my life. Okay, so uh, Tara's a big. Tara's one? the main. Yeah. One of the main characters, along with uh, Sabin and Edgar, and I've literally know. never no. heard of oh. any of those. I know. Yeah. I know Cloud is in Final Fantasy Seven, and that's Seven. Uh. So, <laughs> if anything, Six is one of the is touted as probably one of the one of the pretty much top has contenders the best, yeah. of, like of one or two. best Final Fantasy okay. in the series. Um, it's the last. Sprite based one. Yep. Right? Uh, oh, okay. Before it switched over to 3D graphics. 3D, yeah. You know, um, Seven started 3D trend, you know, yeah. uh, from there. But yeah, it's, it is really great writing for this villain in a, in a video game um, with the things he did and just how it made you just kind of hate him. He did, it, it was one of the few video game villains uh from back in that on that day uh that, that time period that actually had like the the anime like evil laugh <laughs> in 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 16 bit you know sprite based form you know 8 bit or whatever i don't know sound it was oh but it wasn't it, it sounded like an a little 8 bit character so it it was really great that they were able to pull that off in the yeah. game so again when we talked about like you know back in the day when they were creating music and sound for you know these games, they worked with what they had and yeah. made it sound like what it needed to sound like, you know. And mm-hmm. so, um, I I vote for him as like one of my favorite villains. Um, what about you, John? Uh, okay, so my favorite villain of all time has got to be Bowser. Bowser, <laughs> Bowser yeah. Really? I, 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 had, I had a huge. I was obsessed with Bowser. Really, as a kid. Yeah, huh. I had like a. <laughs> I had, like, a Bowser, like, stuffed animal, and he was, like, my best friend, like, for real. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Nice. He was, like, my favorite toy, so. Yeah. Uh, I don't so, know. I just, since, I, I remember seeing Bowser, like, the first time ever, like, playing uh, Super Mario Bros., and uh-huh. I was like, whoa, he's, like, a spiky turtle dragon thing. Right? Is yeah. he a turtle or is he a dragon? That's, I'm kind of, like, he breathes fire. I think he's a Koopa, which just means... <laughs> He's like he's a turtle he, dragon. He's his own. Turtle dragon. He's a turtle dragon spike thing. It's fine. It's <laughs> yeah. cool. Um, yeah, I, he's OG villain right there. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's pretty OG. <laughs> Capture the princess. He's in a. It's in another castle. Yeah, <laughs> he's like son of a bitch. Yeah, yeah. Um, all those, those, all of those Bowser's were actually uh, different enemies in disguise. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you knew that, but yeah. in the original Mario Brothers, uh, if you hit the bouts at the end of the castle that isn't like the final one if you hit him with enough fireballs he dies but he his sprite turns into like a different enemy mm-hmm. and that's supposed to like signify that it's actually oh, like one of the other enemies in disguise gotcha. as yeah. Bowser that's the, that's the real Bowser yeah. also if you re- if you read the game manual it, it says that like he has the ability to turn like uh, the people of the Mushroom Kingdom into like blocks to the blocks yeah, yeah into yeah. blocks and, co- and like all the shit that you break and you're just like oh god you're, what am I doing people. <laughs> they're people you're killing people <laughs> Yeah, I always thought that was like un- that was like unnecessarily <laughs> gruesome. Yeah, I was like, what? He turned everybody into blocks, and Mario's going around.
around breaking them for coins. Right, right. <laughs> but but that means that like that means that Bowser turned a bunch of people into bricks, but then like made stuff out of them too. Like, yeah, that's really morbid. Yeah, it's very morbid. So, <gasps> but it's fun. It's fun. Uh, yeah, it's OG, OG. Yeah. Uh, what about you, Pat? All right. Well, it's not gonna be. It's gonna be a little weird, but like the last boss in Dark Souls Three. Right? Okay. So this is just this is a little gameplay thing that I really really love that they did. The boss, when you when it's the final battle, he's in you know, the big bad guy. You got to defeat him to like either light the fire or not light the fire, or whatever. He changes his move sets like according to the games. Like he starts off with the Dark Souls one boss move set. Really? And then he changes it, and then like he, you can see him change his stance, and then like then he moves on to the move set for Dark Souls two, and then at the end he does like his own unique Dark Souls three move set, and it's like right. really cool. You can see him like kind of like cycle through those. Yeah, right. Yeah. Well, that's really so cool. I like I like that part of it, and like, as in like the last boss, and then another one that that kind of did the same thing, and then this is one of my favorite villain. I guess villain question mark is uh, Ocelot, Revolver Ocelot. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ocelot's really great. So, Ocelot is very good. Oh, he's just over the top, wacky. Revolver. You're pretty good. Ocelot. <laughs> Nailed it. Nailed it, guys. Meow. It doesn't meow. You know, good guy, bad guy, eh, probably a good guy. But um, still, like, you do fight him at the end. Was it with, uh, at the top of the freaking submarine. Same thing. The, the health bars, when you're fighting him, change mm-hmm. to... From Metal Gear Solid 1's type health bar to 2 to 3 with the, even the stamina meter. Oh, okay. And, yeah, it, I thought that was really cool. Yeah, yeah. I, I love facing off in him in Metal Gear 3 when he was the younger version. Yeah. And there would be the points where, like, he would, like, oh, an old school duel. And he'll stand, like, <laughs> yeah, he's he'll, all stand, like he'll just stand there <laughs> yeah. waiting for you to walk up and, like, to do, like, a nice little, like a little uh, high noon. Thing, yeah. And I was like, fuck yeah, I'm ready to do this, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, he was a great character throughout the, uh, villain character throughout the whole series. And then, of course, when you get the four and you can, you yeah. know, you actually have that last, you know, stand with him, which actually is kind of liquid, isn't it? Yeah, it was liquid with, like, his Os- arm or, yeah. no, it was Ocelot with Liquid's arm. It's Metal Gear story, it's, yeah. Yeah, a lot of video game <laughs> stories, guys, video game stories. Uh, yeah. n- another one for me, um, if, you know, if I would have to go out there and say uh, another great video game villain um, would be uh, if we're going old school like you said Bowser I, I would go uh, Ganondorf from uh, for Zelda oh, nice. um, cause like guess what it's always Ganondorf <laughs> it's always Ganondorf <laughs> it's always like you think you're, you think there's something going on you think it's a different you know villain this time and at the end of the game nope it's fucking Ganondorf it's <laughs> yeah so uh, yeah classic video game villain um you know, if you're looking at, uh, you know, Ganondorf or Ganon, you know, the, the big giant pig monster that he turns into. Um, yeah, what's your favorite form of Ganon? I, I really like the regular, you know, human-looking version yeah. of him. Yeah, like, yeah. The one in Melee? Yeah, the one in yeah. Melee. <laughs> yeah. The one that has the Falcon Punch, but it's not the Falcon Punch. <laughs> yeah. I think it's called Warlock Punch. Yeah, I think it is. Yeah. Warlock Punch! And, and his kick is called Wizard's Foot. <laughs> yes, that's right. Yeah. Wizard's Foot. <laughs> but yeah, it's OG, OG, you know, villain there, you know, he's, he's always plotting and, you know, doing stuff and, you know, you, you go on this huge journey as Link, you know, and by the end of it, you have this nice course's natural enemy and you fight at the end. It, it, it's classic, classic villain. 
Um, John and Aelith. Well, what? Okay, so what I really like about Ganon too is that I don't know. I don't know about any of the other games. I haven't say I haven't played a whole lot of Legend of Zelda games, but in Breath of the Wild, uh, uh, Calamity Ganon, as he's called in Breath of the Wild, is he's more than like he might have like a final like version where he like manifests himself as like an actual like human or like a corporeal form. Mm-hmm. But what I like about Breath of the Wild is that he's also presented as this like big like ominous sort of ever-present sort of aura that sort of corrupts everything, huh. like, throughout the whole, like, world. Yeah. And I think that's really, really interesting. Is that not only is he, like, he's, like, kind of like a like a god in that sense. Is that like he's not, person. like, holy, or, like, Sauron or something like that. Like, he's not, like, a holy, like, a person. Like, he's, just, like, more than that. Like, he's actually, like, evil itself. The entity of, yeah. Yeah, yeah like, I thought... I thought the I manifestation of cool. evil. Cool. Yeah, that's which, cool. is, which is, again, classic, classic storytelling for, for villains. I yeah. just got a couple ones that I just thought of. Yeah, well, by all means, that's what you had the discussion for. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All this talk about it, it kind of like, uh, you know, got my Jump. mind working. Yeah. Um, GLaDOS from the Portal game. Oh, that was, oh, I, that was my next beat one. Beat you out to it. <laughs> <laughs> to it. Just, oh, my God. The, the voice actress is amazing, mm-hmm. and just the jokes and the, the dry quips. and Yeah, the, the deadpan yeah. humor that she brings into your testing. And, yeah. And, uh, oh. Just how horrible she can be. Like, <laughs> uh, I think in the first game where she like, there's gonna be cake, and then there was no cake. There's and no you're cake. Like, yeah. Son of a bitch. There's <laughs> gotta be cake. Oh man, the way she just like, like you're fat. Like she calls the main character fat. And yeah. It was like, or someone like, nobody likes you. Like we weren't even testing for that, but we found that out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, Gladys is good. And then uh, this is one um, that just I just uh, thought about again in World of Warcraft, one of the expansions. The pro, uh, Wrath of the Lich King. The Lich King is an awesome ass villain. Yeah, I believe he, it, it, this is a character. If I remember correct, again, I'm not a big World of Warcraft or Warcraft player, uh-huh. but I believe he started off in Warcraft. Yep, and he was corrupted he by was a, a sword. He was a paladin, and he got there. You go. He was a paladin, and then it was a thing where this plague was taking over this town, and the whole town was doomed. And then, like, he was like, "Okay, well, we're just gonna kill the entire town." And, like, that kind of, like, he kind of got, like, corrupted a little bit. Like, he culled a whole town because, you know, like, oh, they were already doomed. They're all hit by the plague. They're all, you know, we're just going to save them from themselves. It was doing, like, people didn't really like that. <laughs> he killed the entire town. And then, like, that slowly led him down to a twisted path. And then he combined, with, it's, it gets a little weird, like, with a, it was this helmet that had a war, an orc warlock from another world. And then they kind of combined together to become the, the Lich King. Yeah. Right? And then he, he, he sat on his throne and he froze himself for a bit. And then that was in the original Warcraft games. Then he comes back in Wrath of the Lich King. He unfreezes himself and he starts the, the scourge. He, he, like, rules over all the undead. And he's sending them to mess shit up. Right? I think that was one of the first expansion packs. It was actually the second changed one. up a lot of yeah. stuff in yeah. the game, too. Oh, yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. Um, so what I really like about him is throughout, throughout the dungeons, throughout the story of it, like, you run into him a bit, and you pretty much always just run away. Like, you were just like, holy crap, we're going to die. We need to get out of here. Like, one, one of the dungeons is literally you, like, the last boss is just literally you running away from him. Like, he's just like, if you get close to him, you die. Uh, so, and you have to, like, literally just, like, fight your way through, like, this, like, corridor to, like, get to this ship and escape from him. And, like, they made him look like a badass. Like, he'll fuck you up anytime he wants, right? And then... They even explain, like, why did he, like, he, it looks like he could have just killed us throughout the whole time. And then at the last, last battle, last, last battle, he, like, he tells his plan. He was like, the reason I didn't kill you is because I wanted you to become stronger 
So when I do kill you, and then I will, I want to re-raise you from the dead as my ultimate warriors. And I was like, oh, that's why he's been, he's been, play, he's been stringing us along this whole time. And then we kill him. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, guess what? Yeah, well, guess what? You waited too long, <laughs> yeah. son of a bitch. Yeah. No, so. that's, that's really cool. That's a really good one. Uh, another one that I really enjoy. So one of the... One of my favorite things about a villain, right? So we went to classic stuff and a little bit. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there's other ones like uh, Dr. Wily. Dr. Wily uh, from, from uh, Mega Man. It's I mean, classic, one. you know. He, he's, he says he's not going to do something bad again, but he, he always does it. <laughs> and he's, he's always the one at the end who you find out, how, oh, of course he fucking corrupted the robots or he built these robots, you know. And then you beat him and he begs for his life. You don't do anything. You, you, you spare his life in the next game. Oh, he's back again, you know. <laughs> but, uh... That's a classic villain there, but one of the things that I really love about villains, uh, compared to, like the hero character, is I love villains who wholeheartedly believe that they are doing the right thing. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, and that, that's that's some of the one of the some of the best writings for for villains. Yeah, you know? the villain like, with a point. You know, like uh, example like Magneto, right? Like, right. Yeah. Again, while he does his his stuff, like you know, pretty you know, he does some pretty awful things. He justifies it by like you know, thinking that his his viewpoint is correct. And if you look at it kind of from his viewpoint, while he's on the extreme end of of how to do this, I mean, yeah, he has a point, you know. Mm-hmm. But uh, one one of my favorite villains is uh, from the Mass Effect series was mm-hmm. the Elusive Man. Oh, okay. Um, who believed wholeheartedly he was doing things for humanity's sake, you know, and trying not to let them fall behind. Um. In you know, with the technology and uh, all the things that was happening against the uh, the collectors, and um, you even like for a short period of time, spoilers in the second game, um, you join up with his with his group, you know, and you're and you're kind of under you know his wing there. But um, the through line with this villain is he believed even to the end that he was doing everything he yeah. did was for the better of humanity, mm-hmm. you know, and by the end. Um, you can tr- you like at the end you have a choice of trying to convince him that he he corrupted himself too much you know and you know eventually he, he either you know believes you or you know you take him down one of the two things but um, it's it's one of those through lines of like yeah he he was a great villain throughout like the first three games and again I say villain with like quotation marks because again <laughs> when you look at it from his side it's like well right. everything he was doing he was trying to protect humanity and not just like thinking about like what the aliens are doing and what like yeah. the, the, everything that was going on and um he was putting humanity first you yeah. know above all so i mean he was a great villain i, I thought as well uh john any other ones uh have you guys played tony hawk's underground <laughs> uh a long time ago. i played it i you played through eric sparrow <laughs> i can't say i remember that one i don't oh, remember man. eric sparrow but i, I it's been a long time since okay. i played tony hawk eric sparrow is the <laughs> biggest <laughs> fucking asshole villain ever <laughs> what like, was his story or his whole was... thing was that you guys started off being friends in like new jersey or wherever it was and then as you're like uh as your uh sort of uh what is that your careers sort of progress uh, you sort of like go higher and up, higher up in the video ga- or the skateboarding sort of world, uh-huh. and then eventually Eric like betrays you. He like steals this like awesome footage that you recorded, uh, and he <laughs> takes credit for it. And then okay. uh, he gets you like uh, you guys are like in Russia, and he gets you like kicked off the team. Like he's a complete fucking asshole. And he just like backstabs you at, like every turn. And then at the end, like there's like the secret engine ending where it's like. Uh, 
there's like a cutscene where uh, there it, it seems like oh this is gonna be the final battle the final like skateboarding battle where they like you know do like combos and stuff like that but then the secret ending is just that your character just turns around and punches them in the face and there's no battle. <laughs> that nice. was the battle right there. Yeah. Nice. All right. <laughs> and that's the end of it. So. Nice. Very cool. Oh, Very I, cool. I, I played through that one. I think I just rented it. And, oh, okay. Oh, man. That one was fun. Classic stuff. Classic stuff. I haven't played a, a Tony Hawk game in forever. What happened to Tony Hawk games? I think um, they kind of... They were good for a while, yeah. but then I think they... I think they kind of got like repetitive after a while, like yeah. a lot of sports games. Or like like Guitar Hero kind of. Like, yeah. There was so many of them. And well, I remember just... like, what was that one? I remember, because I played Tony Hawk's Underground and Tony Hawk's Underground 2. And I yeah. think after that, it was kind of downhill from there. Mm. Yeah. Uh, but then there like... was like all the skate games and stuff like that. I know skate, that's the... The serious skate game. The serious skateboarders game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. There, like, there were like a bunch of skateboard games that came out, but I don't think any of them hit it off as well as Tony Hawk mm. did. Yeah. Yeah. Um, any final thoughts on villains, Pat? Anything else? Oh, man. Okay, so there's another one um, that I just thought of right now, too. A, a villain that kind of thinks they're doing the right thing, but they're kind of the bad guy, too, is in The Last of Us. The Oh, yeah. yeah like, the, the lady, she's trying to find a cure for humanity. Do you mean, that, you mean Joel? Not Is Joel the bad guy? Oh, yeah. That's a whole other story. The, you, but, yeah, you got a lot of people the, split on that. But yeah. The yeah. leader of the Fireflies literally just wants to save humanity, but she's the bad guy? Wait, what? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah that's, that, that's one of those things right there. That's the, a good one. That's a really good one right there. Uh, horribly. Um, yeah, uh, guys, thank you so much for joining us here on another great No Games, No Life podcast. Uh, if you guys got any. Questions, comments, or anything you know you think topics we could uh, speak on here again. It's just fun topics for us to have a discussion about. You know, uh, do send them to us at popsamurainetwork at gmail dot com. And again, this this episode has been brought to you by um, this has bro- been brought to you by Gamergy. Uh, you can go to Gamergy dot com and find out more about the clean energy company that uh, sponsors this podcast. Get your game on. Get your game on, guys. Um, <laughs> I I'm back to it, guys. I actually had one ready. Oh, all right, all right, all right. make sure. Um, Yahoo Answers. Uh, yes. <laughs> the best so of Yahoo Answers. I'm going to try and get. I'm <laughs> going to try and get this to happen every single time now. Uh, we're going to end off the podcast with a question from Yahoo Answers, um, and this is in the video game section mm-hmm. of it. Now, here it goes. This was this was posted in the video game section <laughs> okay. of okay. Yahoo Answers. I want to fight monsters. <laughs> Who can I join? <laughs> Hi. I want to fight monsters to make this place a better place. <laughs> I've already exercised ghosts and killed a Satanist. I want to do more. I want to be able to save more people. How can I do this? End of question. No <laughs> details. No <laughs> See you guys next week. Guys. See you next week, guys. Will our heroes podcast survive? Spread the word, subscribe, and tune in next time. Same Pop Samurai time, same Pop Samurai channel.